Episode 32, that's Dorian Weinzimmer. And uh, the fellow to my right, which you can't see, uh, so just the other guy talking, let's say, is Bobby Navia. Welcome back, everybody, to the couch. Yeah, welcome back, because we're assuming you've been listening. Yes. Why the fuck would you have not been listening? You better have... That would be really silly of you. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So we're just going to assume that you're not, you know, silly. We're coming up on the tail end of October, dude. Tail ass end of October. Right in our faces. Yeah. 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 We're uh, what less than a week away from mm-hmm. the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the time people hear this, it'll be pretty much right there. Right there. We right will th- be literally right making our egress from the yeah. ass end of, of October, to put it vulgarly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, coming up on it, we already talked about Halloween. So we're kind of we like, did. We're in like a post-October podcast world right now though. yes we are like yeah, we're, yeah. we're past the october thing even though personally we're still like we're still in it i still got two nightmare movies to watch um i've got the exorcist to watch yeah you, fuck, definitely. I, everybody needs to watch the exorcist again yes yeah. that's a great movie <laughs> but um we are here to talk about not a horror film but debatable yeah to some people right now on the internet but yes you're correct not a horror movie there's some controversy for sure um and uh and then also may you know not horror but yeah maybe horrible yep um to give a sneak preview of my thoughts on the film (laughs) (laughs) which we haven't even named yet right we're bohemian rhapsody talking about the trailer to bohemian rhapsody yeah yeah um about this um mustachioed straight man yes um who (laughs) (laughs) i'm just i'm just fanning the flames right now come on this is gonna be like skyscraper again. Oh, it's just gonna be like pun after pun, just yes. unintended. But there they are. Okay, so I had this idea, and I didn't know if I wanted to start the episode with it mm-hmm. or end with it. So you tell me what you want to do. What do we got? I want to know what your favorite Queen song is. Mm. And if you don't have like a favorite, maybe like the one that like when you decide let's that start you're with gonna it. let's yeah let's do let's ma- start off on a positive note. Okay, like yeah. the one if you don't have like a favorite, maybe yeah. the one that like when you decide that you're gonna like, you know what? I'm gonna listen to some Queen, like yeah. the song that you you go to amongst the favorites. If you right. you know that yeah. kind of thing. No, for sure. I mean, it's you know it's it's hard to pick. It is. I, I, I mean, do. I'm I'm a big fan. Same I here. Love Queen. Same here. I love Freddie Mercury. Uh, I love you know I love the whole band, but. How about we do this? Because I had a However, sec, I had a second question, but what's let's do what's your first experience with Queen? Like what first introduced you to Queen? Mm, if you can remember, probably Wayne's World. Okay, Honestly, me too, me yeah. too. Same here. Okay, yeah. so perfect. That's established. Yeah. Now and let's go probably, into yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that probably also explains why. Like you know, I would probably say Bohemian Rhapsody. Right. right like right. I, again, I love a lot of their music. Yeah. I know yeah. more, but like. I don't know. That's kind of the song that got me like, who the fuck are these guys? This okay. is really, <laughs> this is really cool. Yes. Like, and, um, and yeah, and on top of it, it's just, it's an awesome song. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really funny actually. Cause my niece who's like, uh, well, she's about to turn three soon, but she's been into music for a while. But, okay. um, my brother started playing, uh, we will rock you just because it was a simple, you know, obviously the, right. anyone can do it. Yeah. It you know, was kind of the whole point. <laughs> Um, and, and like, she loves this fucking nice. song. Yeah. She's super into it except the guitar solo. Really? Yeah. No, she doesn't care for that at all. She just likes the rhythm and, That's and so Freddie's cute. voice. She likes the singing. Oh, great. But when it gets to, cause it's only like a, 
you know, it's like a two minute song. Yeah, right. <laughs> there's not much to it. No, there's not a lot there. So like the last, you know, 40 seconds or whatever are a guitar solo. Mm-hmm. And she'll just feel like, no more guitar, daddy. <laughs> like, <laughs> immediately. That's but, hilarious. But yeah, no, it's uh, so that so that song is like, you know, has a special place, I guess, in my my life and my heart for that reason. But um, uh, for me personally, though, it's like, I don't know, that just kind of my go to would just be like, yeah, fucking Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody. So good. Mine um, under pressure. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I know that's with Bowie. Everyone's like, "Oh, did you know David Bowie helped?" <laughs> it's like, yeah, everybody fucking knows. Okay, <laughs> and we know Vanilla Ice ripped it off, but he added like the dun 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 dun. Right. Like, yeah. You know, that's like their whole argument. Yeah. Okay. No need to fill up the comments section, folks. We're aware. Yeah. Right. Anyway, <laughs> it's a great song. <laughs> Uh, among once again many great songs. Yeah. Course. What is your favorite Queen song, Bobby? Mine. Uh, well, I got also introduced to Queen through uh, through Wayne's World, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Uh, but I think the one that left uh, the most, like the lasting impact on me, um, that even till this day I just feel like I, I at a, the cert, there's a certain part in the song where if I'm listening to it, I feel like I just need to stop what I'm doing and like whip my head back and forth yeah. in, in a circular motion mm. is uh, Princes of the Universe Ooh, from okay. Highlander. Yeah. I loved Highlander when I, I saw it. That, yeah. yeah, I loved Highlander when I saw it. And I think just the more and more I, after seeing the movie and then just getting older and just like researching the movie and then researching the music and then finding out that, uh, you know, Queen did music for it. But then after seeing the movie, they were like, we really love the movie. Can we make more music for it? Mm-hmm. And then they wrote like a love ballad. And that movie is just like, yeah, that's it's just it for me. It's wild. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, Princes of the Universe is like my queen song. Okay. Like, I love that song. Hell yeah. And I think it's a great pick. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, I think, you know what? I'll walk that back. I think my first introduction to that song was the Highlander TV show because they used that oh, song yeah. for the opening. So the Adrian Paul I TV show. Yes. Yeah. With like the glass breaking. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck, so this good. is so good. Like, that might, you know, okay. That, no, that's a good point. That might yeah. have actually like introduced me to Queen before, before Wayne's, Wayne's World. World I think was Wayne's the TV World show. Maybe like got me uh-huh. actually like into them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm I, I, like, I definitely, it's hard for me to say, I guess, like when, you know, which came first. Exactly. Because I yeah. definitely watched the shit out of the Highlander TV oh, show. So when did I. Was I. Younger. Yes. And I remember it being like, Oh, you know, it was one of the, like I was just mentioning, oh, you know, David Bowie helped read. Yeah. The, the Highlander TV <laughs> show was one of those same things where like, you know, any random person that was over was like, yo, you know, Queen wrote the theme song. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, it's in the credits. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yes. So that, that, the show for sure got me introduced to that song. Yeah. Oh, and then, call. you know, it obviously gr- graduated me to the movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's so that's my that's my Queen song. They did the uh Flash Gordon. They did a Flash so, Gordon yeah. as well. Yeah. That's Flash Gordon, which is also a great soundtrack. I was say, that's gotta be a way up there for you. I know that's one of your It is. That's one of my faves. That's like a top. I'm telling you right you, now, yeah, right? definitely. Yeah. That is, yeah. If nobody's ever seen Flash Gordon, you need to see this movie. I don't own Flash Gordon. You need I haven't seen it in a long time. I got the Blu-ray. I want to watch it with you. Oh, all right. All right. We're gonna, we got to watch it. This is a public commitment to making a date to watch Flash Gordon. Yes, it is. And we'll probably, we'll probably, we'll, we'll probably podcast about <laughs> it. You know? Yes. <laughs> um, no, yeah, we really, really, really do. But, um, okay, so 
Let's get into this trailer. Bohemian. All of these. Let's get into this to yeah. this world here. So all of the movies we just discussed, just to start the conversation off. Okay. I can already tell are better ways to spend your time than watching Bohemian Rhapsody the movie. Okay. <laughs> That's where I'm at. <laughs> all right. With this trailer, um, with this film uh, in general. And I'll say, too, uh, I like Rami Malek. I like. I think he looks great. I think he he looks fantastic. He'll probably be, you know, it's one of those. I guess my overall prediction is going to be like a a really good performance Mm -hmm. in a not very good movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Is what I gathered from it. It's like he shows up for the movie, but the movie doesn't really show up for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that seems to be the sort of general consensus right now since they've had a few like press screenings okay. of the movie. I've heard mixed reviews. I haven't read any or anything. But I've like, just read like those like embargoed like tweets mm-hmm. that are just sort of like Top Rami Malek like knocks it out of the fucking park. Like you're in this movie like for him. However, it's just sort of like um, I sent you that tweet, mm-hmm. uh, that screenshot oh, of that yeah. tweet, right? <laughs> um, I did read another one that just said... Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody is just like uh, something about like Bohemian Rhapsody is just more of a reason why people should watch Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, and it was such a random thing that I was just like, fuck, I need to watch. What happened? Okay, sorry. Are you getting updates? Are we getting a breaking news right now? Well, no, I mean, breaking news in the life of Dorian Weinzimmer. Okay, breaking news. Really, um, <laughs> Uh, my 4K copy of 2001 shipped. <gasps> it's gonna be here on Saturday. What? Fucking like four days ahead of release. Oh shit! Where did you order it through? From fucking Amazon. Amazon, really? Yeah. Wow. I know that never happened. That, yeah, Usually I was just like, about to say. Hey, sorry, it didn't arrive today. <laughs> <laughs> the email I'm used to getting. Nice. But anyway, sorry, didn't no. mean to interrupt. That was just it was very unexpected. You're good. Really exciting because I can't wait to see this. If there's any reason why. It's coming the day of the party. Well, the Halloween party just got very different. <laughs> you no. <laughs> if there's any reason why the uh, the podcast gets interrupted, I think 2001 is a very, 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 oh, very good that reason why rules. to my Leon Vitale approved. Oh, Leon, love you. Yeah, that's awesome. You're a true cinema warrior, sir. Um. Uh. Anyway, so this tweet. Yeah, so tweet. Okay, so, so walk hard. Better way to spend your time yeah. than Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> like, it was such a random tweet that I didn't know if it was like a serious tweet mm-hmm. that was like dissing walk hard or like a, a serious tweet that it was complimenting walk hard and that you shouldn't watch Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. That it immediately was just like, man, I have not watched walk hard in quite a few years. I should probably watch it. Yeah. Um, Tyler fucking loves that movie. Yeah, but yeah. upon like researching it, I, f- I realized that it was just like complimenting like Walk Hard as a better biopic, right? About somebody who doesn't even exist <laughs> than <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody, which is about someone who actually lived, right? So, uh, yikes. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Okay, so overall, trailer wise, there's been two trailers. I think there's a third one third that's been trailer, released, yeah. but I didn't watch it. I watched it. Okay, I didn't see it. It's kind of yeah, kind of more of the same. Uh huh. And and keeping with the tradition of the second trailer, trying to put what is clearly in the movie very little material about Freddie Mer- Mercury being a homosexual. Okay. Into a maybe like more dramatically positioned 
spot in the trailer. Okay. Um, where it seems like it has more gravity to it, All but right. it's like it's still the same scene from the second trailer, pretty yeah. much. And yeah, you're yeah. like, so is this like the only scene where they even mention this? <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> like, right, right. Maybe people's fears are, you know, founded yeah. uh, on this front. But anyway, uh, yeah, the third one, I didn't really add anything to the conversation. Okay. As far as I'm concerned, it was just, it seemed almost like perfunctory. Mm-hmm. Like we're just, we're expected to release another trailer. So here is trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. contains a mashup of Queen songs. I feel like the third trailer, if you're going to release a third and a fourth trailer for any movie, it's basically like a reaction trailer to right, like, what, what everybody has been yeah. commenting online about. Like, this isn't in it. This isn't in it. Oh, this was really cool. Yeah. It's like, let's just make a third one for for people. Right. You know, yeah, we're not even going to try and promote this movie. We need like three or four trailers. Yeah, it's no. Outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so the first trailer is definitely like I think you might have said this when we talked about it. It's just kind of like a jukebox trailer. It's just like yeah. here are the hits. Here's what you recognize. Here's what you're coming to this movie for, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that kind of thing. The second and the first trailer got a lot of criticism because yeah. it was that. It was just that. And I mean, uh, you know, spoiler alert on Freddie Mercury's life. He was a gay man. He died from complications of AIDS, mm-hmm. and you know that's that's kind of yeah. how that went yeah, but that's yeah yeah that's not that's not like but i think but yeah he he never publicly came out no he didn't in his life though right. and so that you know it's not like a total straight you know i, I don't want to say like straight ahead but like yeah you know overcoming adversity kind of thing where like he came out and like you know everybody tried to shit on him for it so you know he kind of stayed in the closet right right but right. i mean he was obviously very flamboyant and, yeah you know, yeah very proudly like queer mm-hmm. and different and like all this and like and that shit's awesome you know but yeah um but yeah there you know there's there's just like any you know person of you know who's interesting mm-hmm. <laughs> whose life is actually interesting there's contradictions there you know like and and that's what that's what could have been interesting about this movie in a way is if Mm -hmm. it like seemed like it was going to engage in that. And the fact that like he did actually, I I can't remember if he was actually married to her or not, but he did like spend his life with like with a woman. So the woman who's in the trailer, right? Uh, I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure they show her for like two seconds. I I assume so because she's saying something motivational to him, but, Mm -hmm. um, but so, you know, there is something interesting about all of that. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, it, it seems pretty clear, at least from the trailer. And, you know, and, and I should say it's even clearer from the fact that, like, these criticisms have been raised about the movie. Right. And that their reaction trailers continue to, like, softball this shit. Yeah. That it's like, that's probably all there really is. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, where it's not, you know, it, it's not going to really engage in that kind of conversation about this guy's life. Yeah. You know, the the like these complexities and things, which I think would be a wonderful conversation to have nowadays too because like so much thing is just painted like black or white right, right. nowadays and there's not a conversation about like the nuances of things mm-hmm. and how, you know, seemingly even like contradictory actions don't undermine your life philosophy or yeah, like what yeah, you stand yeah. for. Um, you know, they're, they're just part of the difficulties of like uh, affecting change, you know. Mm-hmm. And um uh, you know, and, and there's a, so there's a lot of really like interesting material there, but like all the trailers really have done. Yeah. Is, I mean, obviously a, like the music is a hundred percent at the forefront, Yeah, which, you know, it's great music. No it one's is. disputing that though. No. And Sounds nobody, great in the theater. Yeah. And nobody had forgotten that. No. Nobody was yeah. like, Oh man, I forgot Queen was a great band. It's like, yeah. no, we're, we're still well aware. 
Yeah. The queen fucking kicks ass. But I think it was cool to like, um, I mean, even though I wasn't, I mean, both you and I were not the biggest fans of the first trailer. Like right. it was a very underwhelming trailer. And, I remember us talking about it. And that was one of the main, sorry, a quick. No, thing, you're good. You're what good. I really wanted to mention there was that because in the first trailer and the second trailer, like the tagline for this movie is like the only thing more incredible than the music is his story. Right. And then they just proceed in every single trailer to then like not tell you anything about his story. <laughs> right. And then even include in the second trailer, there's a part where they're like, um, or it might have even been the final one where they're like, uh, he's at a press conference and they're like, oh, you know, what are the, what do you have to say about like the rumors about like your homosexuality or something? Yeah. It was about like your and, private or life. About your or private, yeah, yeah. Your yeah. sexual orientation yeah, or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. And um, and he just goes, well, I'm a musician and I make music, and that's all you really should need to know, right? And it's like, so you've just said the only thing more interesting than the music is the story, but then you've just now injected a scene where the character is telling us, you don't need to know my story, you just need to know that I make music, right? Exactly. You know, it's like, yeah. what fucking movie did you make? Then? It's very contradictory. Yeah, yeah. And it just <clears throat> it, it seems like we're never, and and again, it's just like it's a Hollywood biopic, mm-hmm. And I don't think it's going to like you know uh, examine or discuss or grapple with any of the complexities of this person yeah. in any meaningful way mm-hmm. because it's you know it's it's just a jerk fest yeah. of like you know greatest hits it's basically a like visual compendium to the greatest hits album of Queen is yeah what it looks like to me yeah you know, like yeah, hey yeah. remember when they play Live Aid like you've watched that DVD right <laughs> yeah, right check it out from a different <laughs> angle right, you know yeah. and like yeah. Uh, that's that's just like really what it feels like and cool like fine there's yeah. something to be said for that like I'm sure that's an enjoyable experience in a mm-hmm. way but like you know in in, in a lot of ways though it, it does you know this is where I, I get some of the, the arguments and some of the controversy and just you know people's general poor feelings towards the film based on the trailer um, is that you know in a lot of ways it just cheapens really like who he was yeah and just makes it one of these you know it's just going to be it just really seems like it's going to be one of these really like easily digestible um, you know Hollywood sort of like uh, raise your freak flag kind of stories yeah you know that that aren't really that progressive they just kind of like trumpet the the place we've already gotten to in society. Right, right. And aren't really like pushing any buttons or like trying to move the ball forward at all. It's just like, oh, okay, cool. Gay marriage is the thing now. All right. This gay dude. Yeah. <laughs> he was awesome. Am yeah, I right? Yeah. Am yeah. I right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but then there, you know, but it's not gonna really like examine that, you know, how he struggled with that. And like Yeah, yeah. Um, or I'm guessing, I don't know his personal life too much, but the fact that he never came out and mm-hmm. you know, I'm guessing that and just the times and everything, it wasn't totally accepted. Like I'm sure there was some inner turmoil about that. And that's a really like ripe territory for a story that, you know, would not only be interesting mm-hmm. to watch. But would be, I think, much more cinematic than what they're doing, even though they have these obviously like big concert moments. Yeah, yeah. You know, the way that they could, you know, characterize, you know, this what we think is somebody who we think is somebody we know. Right. And take like a a more poetic and artistic approach to like extrapolating their philosophy and who they were as a person. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, and and how that was a difficult thing for them to deal with in their time, even even when they were like out in public saying like, you know, be yourself. It's okay. They were still hiding this thing about themselves, you know. Yeah. It was almost like they were trying to get the other people to give them the confidence to really be that honest with themselves. And you know, right. There's a lot there for cinematically and from a character and mm-hmm. narrative standpoint and stuff. And it's like, that's the movie I'd much rather see. It's mm-hmm. like it's going to get me to view this person who I really respect 
in you know a way that's not going to diminish how I think of them whatsoever. It's no. only going to add to how much I respect them because I'm going to see how human they are. Yeah, right. And it's not going to like, oh, it brings them down to your level where they're not like the superstar. It's like, no, that like makes it even more impressive that like they could still achieve this type of thing while dealing with like, fuck, the same type of bullshit that prevents me from like, you know, taking the garbage out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, right. Like, it's it, it feels it's like it makes it even more impressive to me. Yeah, you know, like that to me. It's like kind of what makes for an interesting biopic. Right. Um, you know, this jukebox approach of just like basically how can we cash in on like, you know, just what what people are naturally going to gravitate towards is just that cool. Like, OK, cool. I'm going to see it on a big screen. I'm going to have a big fucking speakers. Mm-hmm. Hear this music I love, um, you know, all that. It's sure it's fine, but it's like, you know, I've seen the Live Aid concert. You know, I could pop that in and see the real thing. Yeah, you know, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I want. And, you know, if you're not really like adding something to that, I just, you know, it starts to just feel like a, you know, pointless exercise in a lot of ways. Like, right. Sure. Even if Rami Malik is great, which I don't doubt because um, he's been roundly wonderful in everything I've seen him in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, it's like cool, but it really it's just feels like a talent show in a way. You know, it's like, OK, I can and see here's that. my impression of Freddie Mercury. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And then he just goes out there and he fucking kills it. Yeah. And that's awesome. And you're like, sweet. Now let's hire you to actually do some work. Yeah. You know, that's what that is to me. Right, it feels right. like this is just a big, like, you know, $100 million audition tape. Yeah, in exactly. A way. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that's just not a great movie to me. Right. You know? and, and again, it's just I, I would rather like there's just so much more of interest about this guy that mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know, based on the trailer, based on the, you know, again, uh, obviously we haven't seen the movie and we're right. just making con- drawing conclusions, but, but there are big things from the trailer that are, that like, are really pointing in this direction. Exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly. exactly. And especially as I pointed out before, the fact that like these trailers are a reaction to these criticisms yeah, and are still maintaining this just like, eh, but did you hear the song? Like, did <laughs> yeah. the song sound great? Like, you know, kind of attitude about them just it doesn't instill me with a lot of confidence that it's going to overcome yeah those things. And yeah. then now that there's some reviews out, it seems fairly obvious that it's like no, it's it's just a it's just that here's how we you know here's how we wrote we will rock you yeah right and then here's how we wrote Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Wasn't it wacky when Freddie was like we're going to do an opera <laughs> section? You know, like I think he's um, so kooky. Like I think. Um, yeah, the first trailer for me was I was very underwhelmed the first time I saw the first trailer. Only because I don't know what I was expecting to see, but I guess I just wasn't expecting to feel uh, just to hear the music. Cuz for me, I mean aside from the images, that's what I heard was just the music. Yeah. Uh, you know. So, it's like if I pressed play on my iPhone and that was it. I just heard the music, right? Um and the second trailer, uh, you know, it, it, it delved a little bit more into there's like that very, very, very brief scene where there's where he's by the piano and there's a man that like comes to his side. Yeah. And he looks like there's the way he gestures, the way he has his hands are very like inviting, mm-hmm. you know, like he's welcoming him in to like embrace him or something. So um, I can see that there were like little hints of sort of telling you like, oh, you know, he might not be, you know. Uh, completely straight or whatever right Right. so but the one thing that i will um like uh like alex my sister alex really wants to see the movie Uh right and she's really 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 excited to see it we're probably i'm probably gonna see it with her so but one of the things that i don't um you know begrudge the trailers is that it's cool to see freddie mercury again 
Like, even though he's being played by Rami Malek, mm. like, it's cool to see Freddie Mercury. Yeah. You know, just that <laughs> feeling of seeing, you know, uh, this great, you know, musical musical icon on stage again, you know, throwing his fist up, you know, mm. waving the microphone around, yeah. you know, and just, just that swagger, you know, like, I think the trailer gets that right. I think Remy Malik does that great. Yeah. And I think the trailer showcases his performance as Freddie Mercury very well. And that's what's exciting about both of those trailers. And, um, you know, I appreciate that. I appreciate that coming from it. I also think about the fact that, like, obviously this is a big movie. This movie's tried to get off the ground plenty yeah, of times pretty storied history with this yeah, yeah the one thing the one i remember is actually Sa- Sa- sasha baron cohen yeah was on board and signed on to play freddie mercury mm-hmm. um and he's a guy you know as who played borat yeah and, and everything and ali g right and um he he walked from the project because his vision of doing a movie was an r-rated biopic where they actually got into freddie mercury's life and his past, but also, you know, did the right thing by the music as well. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to talk about, he wanted to do a movie about Freddie Mercury. And the band members were about, didn't want to do that. They wanted to make, you know, a biopic about about the whole band. About Queen, right, you know. So um, so I think that the trailers, you know... um, I think they they said a couple of the band members, too, were not on board with that casting decision as well. Yeah. They just didn't think that a comedic actor was going to do oh, the right, 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 yeah, right job with you mm-hmm. know, the dramatic role of like doing justice to, to Freddie. Yeah. And yeah, all yeah, that. yeah. So, so yeah, no, it sounded like it sounded like a, an interesting piece of casting for sure. It did. You know, really interesting. Yeah. Would have been cool to see that. Totally. Cause I think, cause I think Peter Morgan was still on board to write. Yes, he point. was. I forgot about that. Yeah. Like the story, uh, he's still got a story by credit okay. on this. And I think that almost seems just like an honorary mm-hmm. kind of credit because, you know, he was trying to. And this is the guy who did like uh, like the Queen with Helen Mirren. Such a good movie. And um, uh, Frost Nixon. And the Crown. Oh, yeah. Frost Nixon. Yes. Uh, the Crown on Netflix with Claire Foy. Oh, he did that? Uh, he wrote it. OK. Um, yeah. Nice. But he's like the showrunner on that show. Oh, nice. I didn't so know that. The guy who like like British royalty. Yes. You know, like he literally yeah. wrote the book. on yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> cinematically. You right. Know, right. In terms of like how those stories have been told successfully mm-hmm. and in a way that you know people seem to find you know respectful yeah uh and accurate to yeah, like who yeah. these people were and their complexities you know he doesn't always portray these people in like you know the most flattering light it's no. just like it's real it's just this is who they were they did a lot of great stuff yeah they fucked up a few times too you know kind of like in a happened. way I, I don't mean to like completely connect this to year of the dragon but he's kind of like the oliver stone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean totally. now that i think about it like but, I but mean, yeah, no, yeah. The f- but the fact that this guy would then be writing the Queen, yes. you know, biopic, right. it's not really yeah. that big of a stretch, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> and also, I mean, fucking A, if, you know, Freddie Mercury isn't royalty, then who is? Uh, right, exactly. Um, Thank you. Know, you. So, yeah. Yeah, he's, you know, he's like kind of the perfect guy to do it. I was excited when he was on board and when I heard Sasha Baron. That was years ago, though. Oh, God, yeah. Um, You know, that was dead in the water a long time ago. And I was kind of even shocked when I heard that, like, this thing had actually started shooting. And, like, yeah. It's like, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be like if, you know, if like Bad Boys 3 ever happens or, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah. Shit that's been talked about for like 15 years, which mm-hmm. does not ever happen. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, I thought that was like an interesting way to go with it. And, you know, it was a bummer that that all kind of like 
didn't work out. But again, it's, you know, if, if, yeah, the band that this movie is at least partially about, even if they went the Freddie route, you know, mm-hmm. isn't on board with the choice. And it's like, that's probably just not a good relationship you yeah. know, to engage in. Like that's going to just like inject poison in it. Even, even if ultimately maybe he would have swayed them and stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes if there's already kind of a contentious nature to the you know collaboration or whatever, or there's other things they disagree on, you know, right. it might have you know just not been a good, healthy way to start production. Might have just shut down because they were you know anyways yeah. they were just like right. no, we don't like this guy, and now we're like suing the movie, yeah, and, exactly. You know, create all this bullshit, then and then nothing happens, and uh, people just get tied up and lose a bunch of time and money, right, know? right. So, so I get it, you know, I understand why that type of decision is made. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, it's thank you. If it were, you know, be a different story if it were like, you know, the studio was like, well, he didn't test well with test audiences. So we want you to recast the, the you know, that's horseshit. Oh, shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like, you know, the people who knew this guy and respect this guy mm-hmm. and, you know, all this stuff, you know, don't agree this is the right dude to cast. Right. Sure, they might be wrong, but also you got to be respectful of that, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, so I can see, like, and, and ultimately, too, you know, Rami Malik, not a bad choice. <laughs> no, I mean, really, really good. So really, really good. Yeah, even just the bits and the just the way he moves and everything. He just, too, he's got know? it down. Like he's got he's got the rhythm. He's got that yes. fucking goddamn like just gay flair. You know, <laughs> like just, yeah. So even though the man never said he was gay, like he said he was gay every fucking night he took yes. the stage. You know, like <laughs> proudly. And I'm right. not I'm not like saying that like in a you know derogatory like oh he like dances gay. Right? Yeah, no, right, like, right, that's right. Awesome. Like he no, was yeah. out there. He was gay as fuck. Yeah. And it was awesome. Like, look at him. He's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh, but he, you know, he really even just and I can see that already just from the trailer. Like, yeah, you, know, you can't, you know, those types of movements, just little things that right. like, yeah, I've seen Freddie do that in like the DVDs I've seen. Yeah. Shit like that. I know how he moved, what yeah. his like just body rhythm was and like his kind of idiosyncrasies and all mm-hmm. that. And, like, it's there. Yeah. And that's really cool, you know, especially people like us who, you know, it wouldn't have really been possible for us to have ever seen Freddie Mercury live. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. You know, the, the, of course, again, I've already mentioned we have the actual materials. We're archived yeah, we luckily can, and yeah, been released the- in good quality. But, um, you know, I can see the appeal, though, of just like, oh, man, I love this guy. I would have loved to have seen it in concert. Like, mm-hmm. this is a, the closest thing I can get really. Yeah. You yeah, know? exactly. And, and maybe in that regard, it's a successful picture, you know, but in terms of uh, the other elements that we've already sort of discussed as far right, as, you know, right. at least what I consider makes an interesting biopic. Um, I think the reaction to the trailers is definitely like a sign of obviously the time we're living in right now. Whereas, sure. you know, you know, you know, gay rights, Me Too, Black Lives Matter, like all these encompass any sort of reaction to any movie or movie trailer about a person of color or or anything like that, mm-hmm. right? So Different sexual orientation, yeah. exactly, right? So I mean, you know, where you, when you have a a movie coming out, like, because I was really thinking about, you know, the conversation that you and I were going to have, and I was I was thinking like it just it just can't be like. Oh my god! These, these trailers are just fucking. It's just a jukebox. Like it sucks. Yeah. Like we're not gonna, you know, get it. You know, get actually get at what um, the band and or Freddie Mercury like was really about. Mm-hmm. But also like I think about you know to um, how much of and it's something that we don't know. And I guess as as like 
you know, moviegoers or someone who has, or people who haven't like watched the live a DVD or like researched queen, you know, thoroughly, like how much does Freddie Mercury as a person influence the music that Freddie Mercury and queen do. Mm -hmm. Right. And so how much of his, you know, sexual orientation or personal life is put into these, into, into music. Yeah. You know how we're so used to hearing like, you know, fucking Taylor Swift has a six month affair with somebody and now there's a brand new album. Right. Right. And it's just all about that, you know, and people are just crying, Mm -hmm. you know, but you know, um, it's a very poor example, but you get what I mean. (laughs) Like, you know, um, I read, you know, an article saying that like somebody had said that, you know, like Bohemian Rhapsody was kind of like a coming out song of some kind or whatever. And Mm -hmm. it it was kind of like addressed in the movie like that somehow or or something. So, but um, I thought to myself like, okay, if they did a movie on like the Rolling Stones, would you want it about the band or would you want it about Mick Jagger? You know, and like, how do you thread that needle? Like, you're not going to please everybody. So clearly this movie is not pleasing everybody because in the time we live in, when we're so proactive on people, you know, coming out, being different and accepting them for whoever they are and, you know, who they feel that they are, you know, this is this is the level that we're not accepting, you know, the trailer on at least Mm -hmm. with the what's being sold, you know. And so um like I, I just I think about that. I think about having you know. I think about being uh, that director, right? Which obviously this movie has gotten had you know director, yeah, you a know, little turmoil, there. a little turmoil there. But <laughs> I think about being you know that director, that artist that has to thread that needle and say like, this is the direction we're gonna go, mm. and we're gonna stick to this direction. We're not gonna shy away from this, but you know, it's gonna be about the band and then peripherally about Freddie. This is yeah. not a movie about Freddie and peripherally the band. You know, and I think that's really hard to, you know, put your foot down on, Mm -hmm. you know, as an artist, because you are not going to be pleasing, you know, a section of the world. Right. For whatever reason, you know, a good filmmaker. No, I know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, you know, can do that. Devil's advocate (laughs) here. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. You know, and, and sure. Yeah. It's it's tricky. But that's why, like, you know you pay good directors lots of money because yeah, they're good right, at their yeah, jobs yeah. and they can figure that shit out yeah. and make it work. Right, you know? yeah. Uh, why Brian Singer keeps getting paid gobs of money, I will never understand. Yeah. I'm hoping this is the end of that after this whole... For people who don't know, the original director of this film, Brian Singer. Brian Singer. Um, who has directed some fine films in his past when yeah. he's on Usual Suspects. Uh, the first couple of X-Men movies, mm-hmm. like original, old, old. Yeah, X-Men one and movies. two. Yeah, one and two. One and two. Um, uh, yeah, in recent years also has, you know, been caught up in some scandals and stuff mm-hmm. like that, too, with, you know, like underage men. In right. Hollywood, like sex party kind of scenarios. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, just, you know, bad stuff. Um, so he seems like kind of a scumbag. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and on top of it, his movies haven't been very good for a while. Mm-hmm. And then this movie, uh, him and Rami Malek apparently were kind of butting heads a lot. Right, right. And then his behavior, uh, Brian Singer, the director, his behavior became really erratic. Like he stopped showing up to set. Yeah. Or, like show up really late. 
And then there was like around Thanksgiving of last year, he just like didn't show up for like three oh, days yeah, straight. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And um, the cinematographer basically had to like direct the movie. Some, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then so the studio fired him. Yeah. Um, and apparently like Rami Malek was complaining. And then Brian Singer, uh, the reports are that he threw something at Rami Malek. Yeah. In this like meeting. And then that's when they fired him. Yeah. They were like, dude, you're obviously you're done. fucked up. Yeah. So they fired him, and then the next day they severed their deal with his production company. Okay. Um, so, I mean, they totally, like, yeah. pretty much, like, cut ties with him. It's like uh, Fox, right? 20th Century Fox. 20th Century Fox, yeah, yeah, yeah. And his company um, is uh, Bad Head Harry. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so they cut their ties with them. Wow. And then they brought in Dexter Fletcher. Yeah. Is the the replacement director? They had like two weeks of filming left, or something like something that. Something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of post production and potentially reshoots and all mm-hmm. that. So he came in at like the beginning of 2018 and finished the movie. Right, right. Um. So so yeah. So that's the directorial shakeup. Mm-hmm. Um. That the that we mentioned earlier, which also you know those types of situations in general. Uh, don't really result in very good movies because you usually end up with two conflicting visions. Yeah, right. You right, know, right. for a film. Yeah, and um, and that's you know that's not like a recent example would of course be Justice League. Oh yeah, yeah, with, yeah. You know, yeah. Zack Snyder, then him leaving or getting fired, depending on who you listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Joss Whedon coming in and being like, "Oh no, no, no I'm just finishing up Zack's movie." Yeah. And then the movie comes out and it all comes out. No, he reshot seventy percent of it. Right. And right. like you know, they just kind of shoehorned in what they could, mm-hmm. you know, to like make it work and not spend a ton more money and blah blah blah. So. Yeah. You know, this is a potentially a similar type of situation. So that's just another thing that just doesn't really bode well. No, movie, it doesn't. You know? um, Dexter Fletcher, his first movie was uh, this movie called uh, Eddie the Eagle with Hugh Jackman. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I really like that movie a lot. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a nice little movie. It's like a real steel with like a mentally handicapped skier. Uh, yeah. Is that? Yeah, like a long jump skier. Much, who's apparently like a, like a national like legend in Australia, is it right? Uh, I, think it's in, I think it's Brit- in Britain. Is it? Yeah, okay. I think he's yeah, British. No, apparently Eddie the Eagle is this like, yeah, yeah. you know, huge sort of, you know, like folk hero. Right. In whatever countries, because I'd never, when the movie came out, I remember Same here. seeing all this weird yeah. trailers for it. They were like, oh, this movie's so uplifting. Yeah, and, it's really like, a. it's a really... Um, it's a really good movie. Like it's a feel good movie. Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those movies that's it's like don't ever give up. Like just yeah. don't. Like no matter who you are, no matter what you are, no matter yeah. what you believe, just don't give up. If you, you want to do some bottle glasses, fuck it. Just do it. Yeah. And then like I mean Hugh Jackman's character is an amalgamation of different people. Okay. Uh you know, formed into one character. Uh but other than that, I mean that was his first movie and then uh, he's actually an actor. Um, I think he's actually been in a couple of Guy Ritchie movies. Actually, mm. I think he was in Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Okay, and um, but uh, funnily enough, he is directing. He has fully directed his second feature, which is a biopic on Elton John called Rocket Man. Oh, okay. So that's his. And okay. what's in- it's interesting to watch that trailer because the description of that trailer is that it's really going to take the fantastical elements uh, of Elton John mm-hmm. himself and like work that into a movie, into a biopic. Okay. So it's going to take this like otherworldly feel where, you know, almost kind of, I would imagine like across the universe ish, mm-hmm. 
you know, the Julie Taymor, like, yeah. Beatles musical. Or, well, in the movie, I've mentioned you several times that we still need to watch the other uh, Mishima. Oh, yeah, uh, that's right. Paul Schrader's right. yeah, biopic yeah, yeah, yeah. about Yukio Mishima. Right, 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 um, right. Japanese, like, playwright, actor, author. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really amazing person. But um, that movie did a great job of, like, weaving, you know, the fantasies that he created and the stories that he created okay. into the story of his life. Nice. Okay. Because, you know, each of these things represented sort of a part of this really complex person. Yeah. And so, you know, um, yeah, there's, a, you know, there's a lot of parallels actually between that movie and, or that his story and like Freddie Mercury's story. Okay. Um, and you know, I think that plays like a perfect counterpoint to what I was talking about earlier, what I like to see in a biopic. Gotcha. That, like Mishima did extraordinarily well. And yeah, I think yeah. Maybe even went too far in that direction (laughs) okay where some people think it's like some people don't find it to be a very good biopic Uh because it's not just like oh he lived in this town from this year to this year and then you know that's when he wrote this book and he won that award you know it doesn't really bother itself with that okay Okay. it's like that's not who this person was yeah yeah, you know it's a movie about like his essence and like his quiddity and like what made the person who he was and there's enough factual content in there to like, yeah, certainly give you an understanding of like his upbringing, where he came from, mm-hmm. who he was in general, right, or what you know, on paper it looked like he was destined to be versus what he became, mm-hmm. um, and you know, it's just it's more about like the the sort of like creative spirit and like the you know, and it, all of its complex facets that existed within that person, yeah, and how they expressed themselves and how they were really just expressions of parts of him that were kind of like in conflict with each other yeah yeah and um you know and that to me is like a fascinating way to look at somebody it is i didn't know who this guy was so yeah. it was like it was all new to me but especially if like something were to take that kind of approach with somebody whose story i already kind of felt like i was familiar with like mm-hmm. freddie mercury yeah that would be really exciting for me right and it sounds like what you're saying is that this elton john movie is actually kind of going in that Take, direction yeah which right, i didn't right, right. realize and that sounds pretty fucking cool you know it yeah. does i mean yeah. the the first trailer um it looks pretty cool do you know what i mean like it's obviously based around the song rocket man that's what the movie is called oh right yeah. you know and like the end of the trailer is you know the the trailer is leading up to that sort of like rocket man crescendo mm-hmm. but i mean the end of the trailer is just like everybody being lifted off their feet in a room and he's playing the piano and he's also being lifted off his feet and being so it's got this very like highly you know fantastical element to it you know that through his wardrobe or through his life like will come through in like the music which is like like you were saying just just really another added element to you know viewing the life of somebody Mm -hmm. is that you know it's great to hear the song, but it's also kind of a little bit more interesting to like experience it as well. Right. In some sort of way. Uh, yeah. And I want some like, yeah, some sort of like added context to it. You yeah. Know? Like I can enjoy this music at home. Right. Yeah. On my, I yeah. have <laughs> done so many times yeah, right. and I plan to many more times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. Adding, whether it be just like, you know, the, the events of that person's life that led them to write this song. And now you have this more like personal, emotional content. Even Mm -hmm. that is like, is fine. Yeah. And it's great. But like, yeah, adding something that's so much more experiential where you're adding this like cinematic dimension to it and depth that gives it something more than just like, you know, a story that you could have just like, in all honesty, you could have read on Wikipedia yeah, and it would have given you the same, like, Oh man, that's so cool. Like, you know, kind of vibe. And Mm -hmm. like, you would have still had that connection just as strongly. You know, there's something like that, which you're, you know, what it sounds like this Elton John movie at least aspires to do, right? You know, is is give it this like ineffable experiential cinematic component mm-hmm. that like you can 
you know, you're not just relating it to like a story and like exact facts. You're just relating it to like this feeling. Yeah. And, you know, this thing that you can't really describe that just like why this song is so important and what makes it so much better than like so much other music is like, I, I just, I can just feel it. You yeah. Know? And like, that's the best feeling. Yeah, exactly. With any type of like art, you know, whether it be music or a painting or a book or a movie or whatever, like, mm-hmm it's when it's just it's just so good that you can't describe why it's so good yeah like that's the best right <laughs> and and that's the best art and that's like the best compliment you can give art people are like i don't know i just fucking love it like yeah you you won you know right. you made yeah, that right. thing like you won art yeah at exactly. least you know that time yeah you, know, you might not do as well next time or whatever but like that's that's kind of what art is supposed to do is like just instill us with like an inexplicable sense of what because if you could explain it like then just do that you know just yeah. tell us the thing right exactly. it'll save us all a lot of time right 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 you know? <laughs> yeah but that's the problem is you can't always do that things don't always function that way and that's mm-hmm. where art steps in and can you know do that but in a way that like you know our brain understands or our mind understands i guess maybe might be the better way mm-hmm. our emotions understand but like it, it sort of like circumvents the uh logical uh center of the brain yeah. And, you know, just just go straight to the the good stuff. It's like it those moments where you're like trying to describe something to somebody and you're just like, it's just it's just fucking good. Just watch yeah, it. Like, right. you'll know. You'll know it. Like when you hit this moment, you're going to feel something. Right. And I can't describe the feeling unless I give it away. But I don't want to give it away because I want you to have that feeling yeah. fresh and new and in the moment when you watch whatever it is I'm telling you to watch. Totally. Yeah. You know, so at least and that's. And if a movie about a musician can add that element to a song that you already kind of like, you know, from an auditory standpoint or yeah. a sonic standpoint, kind of feel that way about it. If now there's like kind of a visual mm-hmm. experiential component that kind of gives you that same, you know, uh, uh, inchoate kind of like exuberance yeah. <laughs> uh, over it. You yeah, know, that's that's where it can like really add something to the conversation on a more, you know, I don't want to say like superficial level, but. Mm-hmm. In a way that's just like, oh, it was really cool to like hear the song in the theater or like see this person performing it. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, playing this character, performing the song. They did a really good job. It's like, you know, yeah, that's all cool and stuff. But it's like there's even even if you're staying on the more like superficial side of things, there's still this like just skill based cinematic thing Mm -hmm. that should also be there. Yeah. You know, that I just am not seeing. Uh, even traces of in in the Bohemian trailer. Um, I one of the things that kind of bugs me about the trailer. It's it's all throughout the trailers. Is just there's this um, cloud over the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost got like a like a like a taupe uh, color over all of it. Okay, it almost looks like the entire trailer to me just looks like a dream uh-huh. in some scenes, and it's kind of um, it actually kind of reminds me of. Uh, uh, Steven Spielberg's uh, DP, Yanis Kaminsky. Mm-hmm. Like anytime there are people in a in a room, and it's during the day, the light coming through the window is extremely blown out. Yeah, and um, I can only imagine it's because we talked about this. We uh, did talk about this. One, uh, yes, we episode. did. Right. So it's everything is always very blown out, and it's because like they're on a set. They're not actually in in a room. Yeah. Right. They're on you know four walls and the wall breaks away or whatever. Right. So, um, but this movie has that in certain, you know, like nothing about the trailer feels to me like they were actually like in a real place. Right. Yeah. So that's another thing that takes me out of the movie, uh, narratively, 
uh, for whatever the, the story the trailer is giving us. And that's the other thing, too, is that like the trailer doesn't really give me a story. No. Like if you're going to. That's what it says if, it's giving you. If you're going <laughs> to give me. I mean, uh, yeah, no, I mean, aside from yeah. the fact that you're not really, at least in the trailer, giving me the story of Freddie Mercury, other than he just so happened to walk up on these two guys whose lead singer quit mm. and then becomes the and biggest then queen and then yeah. queen yeah right exactly you know? other other than that <laughs> there is no sort of like you know the the name of the movie is bohemian rhapsody so you would assume that the the movie or at least the trailer would give you some sort of hints as to how bohemian rhapsody comes about to get you excited about that song right but in the tra- at least in the second trailer the the go-to song is we will rock you mm-hmm. because he um, I don't know all the names of the, the band members, but I, yeah. it escapes me. But the character in the movie who goes up to him and he's just like, I want to give the people something to to chant to right, or to yeah. know. And he says, what's the lyric, right? And this is where we start, We Will Rock You. And then Bohemian Rhapsody comes up. And it's really interesting to watch that and then watch the trailer for Rocket Man. And Rocket Man is the fucking like blood life to this movie. Mm-hmm. Like it is what will start the movie. And we are watching... You know the ash, the fictional astronaut that is Elton yeah, John right. become the fucking Rocket Man. You yeah. know what I mean? And like you just don't get that with 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 this trailer because you don't know who you're following. Are we following Queen the band or are we following Freddie Mercury? And I want to follow Freddie Mercury because it's Freddie Mercury. Mm-hmm. You know because he's he's the front man. You yeah. know what I mean? But um, I don't want to take away from like the rest of the band either. Yeah. As, as well. So well, let's face it. He's probably the most interesting one. Well, yeah, you know, like (laughs) it's one of those things too. It's like you got. I mean, we want the movie to be good. Yes, hundred percent. I do. I really do. We're gonna tell the good story. Yeah, you know, (laughs) like, like yes. I mean, you know, I don't discount the band. Like we've talked about it many times with Chicago Rot as well. Yeah, with uh, you know on many of these podcasts as well. That like it takes so many fucking people to make this stuff. It does. Yes. You know, that like, yeah, you know, Queen is not just Freddie Mercury. Yeah. You know, yes, he's an incredible singer. Mm-hmm. The music ain't fucking bad in those songs, though. No, you know, it's not. like yeah, that's yeah. kind of a big thing. People, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, it, you couldn't just like walk in off the street and write those guitar parts or play those drum parts or, you know, any of that stuff. Like, it took a whole band to make this music. Yeah. You know, he was obviously like the fucking. <laughs> you know, just yeah, space rocket, right? You know, yeah, like yeah. shooting off into the sky, and like that's just some people's personalities, you know. Mm-hmm. And obviously, especially the front man is always going to get the most attention. And yeah. like, you know, they're the one driving the show. They're right. the one whose personality is the show. Yes. Um. You know, and so it shouldn't be a surprise that when it comes down to like telling the story of the band, that like unfortunately, a lot of that story revolves around that main guy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And everyone else is, you know, for better or for worse, kind of a supporting part. Mm-hmm. Earlier, you were talking about, uh, I don't know if I had mentioned Rocket Man before, but you were talking about, you know, Mishima. Mm-hmm. And there's this movie. It's not a great movie, uh, but when I when I saw I still, I really, really like it. Um, it's this movie called El Cantante with Mark Anthony and Jennifer Lopez. Okay. <laughs> and it's the story of this uh, Puerto Rican, uh, um, you know, um, salsa singer named... Uh, Hector Laveau. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they did. Uh, there was a like two biopics that that came out. It was this one got more play because it was Mark Anthony and Jennifer Lopez. Sure, yeah. Um, the other one, I don't even know what what the fuck happened. Uh-huh. <laughs> but the guy who directed that movie, 
is this guy named Leon. I think his last name is like Ichaso or Ichasa or something like that. And he directed this movie called Pinheiro with Benjamin Bratt. Oh, yeah. You're a big fan of that movie. Love that yeah. movie. That movie just like, it's kind of one of those, you know, like, not not to go on too much of a tangent. You know, you and I have been watching horror movies. We've, we've mentioned this on the podcast. But I feel like the only reason that I am so really big on horror right now is because of like like you and Brant and everybody on Rot. Mm-hmm. Like Rot really broke open my head to, you know, horror being this like very important genre where you could tell a very serious dramatic story or some crazy bloody action movie mm-hmm. or like a romance movie, yeah. but through the lens <laughs> of horror, you know? And like, I really love that. Like it's really, you know, it's really taking, taking me by storm as of late. So this movie, Pinheiro, you know, the way he like shot that movie was was like that for me. Mm. It was about this poet and the way he shot it. I felt like I was watching poetry through images Sure, because it was very erratic. It went from being in color to being in black and white to being all silent to being just music. And he directed El Cantante and. What was interesting was that, uh, you know, a lot of all of his music is in Spanish. Mm-hmm. But what he would do with these performances is while Mark Anthony was singing in Spanish in very artistic ways, he would like. It was almost like somebody, you know, making a stamp on a book would throw the words up on the screen uh, in English as to what what the translation was. So you were hearing you know, you were hearing the music, but then you were reading what the words were and what they meant. And they were attached to some sort of life event that happened. So there was a more, more, more powerful essence, essence to the music as opposed to just being like a salsa song mm-hmm. more uh, and, or just being like a romance song. Like there was some sort of loss or there was a love or something that was there. Right. And it was really, I had never seen a music scene in a movie done like that mm. where it's in a different language and it's not just subtitles on the bottom so you can understand what he's saying. Right. It's being impacted to you on the screen so it makes every word important for right. you to read yeah. because this is what's going on with yeah, him. Yeah, you understand what the song is saying, not just what the words mean. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so I really, you know, when you were describing Mishima to me, you know, like that's, I, I thought about that movie and how, the artistic way that that movie took yeah. You know, again, it's not a great movie. It definitely is a movie that, you know, um, sells itself on Mark Anthony and Jennifer Lopez. Sure. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like <laughs> Mark Anthony looks like a very, very thin version of this guy. You uh-huh. know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, you know, that director's artistic hand is is very prevalent in that movie. And, mm-hmm. and he clearly wanted to make his life, that artist's life and his music just as important. In both right. ways, because this guy, I believe he actually died from complications of AIDS as well. Okay. Um, and he was a he was a big um, he was really into like drugs. It was like through needles and stuff like that or whatever. So um, and, you know, I think he lost a uh, lost a child as well. And so all these things were very prevalent in the music. Mm-hmm. But 
obviously to open it up to people who don't understand Spanish, <laughs> this was a great way to do it. Right. Because right. it added another layer to this guy's like story and his life. And yeah. you know, you related in and instead to him of having to like, you know, just make things cumbersome with like these subtitles during a song that you're supposed to be getting into. It's yeah. more like, yeah, better way to convey yeah, you know, yeah, a yeah. translation as it were. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um I think cool. the, I think the last time I, I I think if anybody has like HBO now or HBO Go, like I, I do believe the movie's on there. The last time I oh, okay. I had it. I did see it on there and I've actually been meaning to rewatch it, but, um, you know, just having this conversation with you about different ways to maybe do a biopic and like tailor it to said artist or said person, Mm -hmm. you know, um, it's definitely one that like stood out to me. Yeah. And, uh, I just wanted to (laughs) let you know about (laughs) it. (laughs) But, um, is there anything about these trailers that you do like? Is there anything that you not that we haven't mentioned already? Okay, I mean, you know, it looks like Rami Malek does again does a good talent show audition of his impersonation (laughs) of Freddie Mercury so that he can get other acting jobs, Uh which we already knew he was qualified for. So I like I just don't. At this point, it seems like they made the movie out of spite. You know, they've been okay. trying to make it for so long. Let's just get it made. That we finally fucking got it made just to get it made yeah. and say, fuck you, we made it. <laughs> Who right. cares? And right, it's like, right. well, you know what? I don't. Yeah. So <laughs> I won't be there. You know, it's that uh, simple for me. I will be there. Yeah. Uh, like I said, Alex is really excited to see the movie. And I love, you know, I love Queen. I love Freddie Mercury. Yeah. I, I want to see what they do. Do you mm. know what I mean? Um, I my expectations are really low. Yeah, they're very low for it. So it's a great way to go into a movie. It is I'm not even joking. Like, no, honestly, I mean, no, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Garbage can at least be entertaining sometimes. <laughs> and you're like, well, I didn't expect shit. Yeah, right. And there were actually a couple scenes that were kind of cool. So yeah. hey, you know what? Better than I thought. True. <laughs> you know. Right. Exactly. Um. But yeah, no. This movie comes out November second. Woo. Uh, this Friday. If you're listening to this on Monday. Mm-hmm. And um. Yeah. I hope it's good. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's good. You yeah. Know? But I mean, for I mean, hey, I'd like it to be good. I would love it for I would yeah. I would love to walk out and be like, you know what? I was wrong. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I, I realistically. Hey, it'd be great. Yeah. It would be fantastic, you know. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens on. Uh, I think I I don't think I'm going to see it on November 2nd, but sometime that weekend. Yeah. Well, we're going to go see Superior. Oh, yeah, that's right. We are. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Got bigger priorities. So that weekend. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That Saturday. Which which is a movie that might piss me off far more than this ever could. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, But anyway, um, the good thing is that we're done talking about Bohemian Rhapsody. Done talking about Bohemian (laughs) Rhapsody. Just a fucking pile of nothing (laughs) is what this movie. We just talked about for... 70 minutes about nothing. Can, if nothing else, this movie is a good reason to just go and like turn on Queen. It is. If you haven't listened to Queen in a while, just yeah. like, let's all, Ever. Just, let's all just listen to Queen. Yes. It's fucking awesome. So, yeah. If nothing else, we can take that away from the movie. Yes. Music still stands. All right, everybody. So, Thanks for listening to this episode. All right. I could take it or leave it as usual, but uh, <laughs> that's it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.